Okay. Hey, we hey, are live. Sorry. What's wow. up? Um, and then we're very, dead like, silent. Disassociating from the camera. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, what's up, everybody? Uh, once you get here, say hi in the comments. Um, we're gonna just a couple moments for people to get here. Um, we have been off the air for sporadically for a week or two, so um we'll give everybody a chance to get in oh you know where i didn't share this discord oh i always forget we, been, about... we haven't well we haven't been consistent about being in there lately yeah that's um, true too. we should be more in there we, <laughs> yes but also because i'm on it from my phone it's hard for me because then i don't use my phone and i need to use my phone you know yeah. so for working working days like um I got to maybe load it to one of my other phones. Maybe that'll, that's what I'll do. Maybe. Maybe that. Or actually idea. use my other phone for work. So you guys, if phone. you see this extra face on the screen, this is Chris Nelson. He's with the La Plata County Humane Society, and he is joining us today for an excellent conversation. But of course, you guys know we got to get into the real, the beginning stuff first before we get into the real stuff. What's up, Alanis? We've missed you. Alanis, I just saw you pop up, I think, in my TikTok. I, or, yeah, Maybe. just uh, just through different, yeah, I was, like, adding people from my contacts. Mm. She popped up. I miss y'all so much. You pop, uh, you popped up. It's about uh, that time, you guys. You are about to get highly educated with the Cannabis Closet Podcast with Canna Queen and MJ. This is an adult content show. No limitations on subject, language, or actions. Opinions, views, and expressions may or may not be that of the hosts their guests, and their subsidiaries. If you're not sure, don't worry, we'll tell you. And if you're still not sure, just look at our faces. It's pretty obvious. Uh, it's time to get the session started. Thanks for rolling up and showing up and enjoy the show. Uh, you guys, thanks for joining us. We got uh, Maisie on here. Thanks for joining us, Maisie. She says hello to Chris. Hi. Um, <clears throat> So let's go here. Um, Kelly's here. Nex is here, of course. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, so we'll just get started. We'll just get right into it. Um, first of all, I want to say uh, it is Transgender Remembrance Day today, or was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. It was um, yesterday. We'll just consider it a week-long event because we should always, actually a lifelong event, we should always keep uh, these individuals uh, in our heart and look out for them if we are in a situation where we can be an ally and protect them. Um, because honestly, um, trigger warning, of course, the suicide rates of transgender people and also the harm rates from others of transgender people for just living normal life is so high and exorbitant. It's kind of crazy. And um, we, you know, you just got to you got to be a good human. And if you see a situation, um, be who like, be kind and be protective in those situations. I, I certainly won't fucking deal with it. Educate yourself. If you're scared, you don't know, you don't understand. Educate yourself. There's so many resources that you, you know, like it's not something you grew up with. That's okay. Doesn't mean that you can learn and love, you know, um, you know how easy it was for people to call me by a different last name in the Navy once I got married? In the Navy? Have they been calling me the same last name for five years? It's really easy. It's just simple. It's just 
respect what if somebody's doing something you might not listen i'm not telling you you have to agree with what everybody else is doing in their lives but these are humans living human life in their human life they're living their human life not yours not somebody else's theirs and they get to live that life just like you get to live your life the way that they want to the way that they feel most comfortable because we only get one chance well i don't necessarily believe that i think we're all coming back eventually but um in this life, in this cycle, you only get one shot at it. And so why not be happy in it? Why not do everything in your power to be yourself? This guy said the can evangelist is here. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> What's up, can evangelist? I love it. I love it. Preach, preach. It's the only church I'm going to go to. <laughs> right? I, <laughs> though that cannabis brand, there is a, I, I cannot figure that out. The more I stared at that flyer, I was like, I don't know if they're joking they really are advocating for like, you know, cause I say that all the time. I was like, Hey, you can have a group that's, uh, you know, die hard for Jesus and still use this cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the devil's lettuce for everybody. I'm not giving the, the name a shout out, but yeah. it, 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 it's weird. Um, yeah. cause they're like, yeah, they got, it's like, they're, but Jesus, biblical references. Believe in Jesus, Jesus, smoked weed he's a whole yeah, it's an anointed the anointed uh, healing oil like come on let's let's be real um even something bigger than me but not but not necessarily that so um atheist agnostic spiritual whatever religion you choose that's fine with us just be kind to other people and um don't don't expect other people to live by your rules by your rules um, are you asking us what our take, um, I, can you ask that question again? Uh, cause I, I miss, I feel like I'm missing. Yeah. If it's about Missouri, I, we can recap it. Um, but we don't like it. <laughs> uh, I did see an article or a Short statement answer. today that, um, you know, lawsuits are being filed, all the things, yep. you know, there the, the, the different, um, channels are being taken by uh the advocates and uh they were actually they, they it was citing medical patients so yeah. um we're uh not happy so people are um, asking questions in the missouri movement page i think it is or the one of those um um and oh i see what you're saying uh and uh and everybody's like um have you read the recreational laws you, that's going to be outlawed that's that's not going to be a thing anymore under these new recreational laws. So they're going to lose access to things like growing hemp and being able to, when it's federally legal, come back into the state with outside weed sort or cannabis sources. Um, they're going to get in trouble for that. It didn't end prohibition because you can still have interactions with the police um, on on based on what you're carrying, what you're smoking, what, whatever. Um, it's not an automatic expungement, uh, and it's going to, uh, fuck with some of you home growers too. And you caregivers, like, uh, the caregiver program, the medical side of this, uh, they now have to grow their patient plants in a completely separate area than they grow their own plants. Who, who has the capability to do that as a care? Yo, um, that's, that's just crazy. Um, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. We did do a recap. Yeah, we can we did, <laughs> catch we it on the on we're the just, show. We're not going to get into um, uh, 
but as far we as like the, the term weed doesn't upset us it doesn't upset um, us in it's, in, it's in it's it's a uh it's it has its place and time a, right um but also like people use it as a positive term too hey, yeah growing like a weed you can grow like a weed i had a friend who didn't know they they were trying to you know germinate their plants or whatnot and they didn't know that one blew behind a bush and it grew up and it had they did not monitor water sunlight shade <laughs> anything it snowed on it they didn't realize it was there until it snowed and everything around it died and they were like oh that's a resilient plant it was lovely and so um weed was demonized and termed wrong you made a bad term by who the companies yeah yeah oh you don't want those dandelions dandelions are better than your stupid weed killer yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I act, I had an accidental growth one time. Um, that sounds off if you don't hear this at all in context. But uh, when I was living in Greece, I was in the Navy still. So um, my boyfriend at the time smoked weed and he would go on my back porch and roll one up and smoke a blunt or smoke a joint or whatever. Um, and one day he was rolling one up and there was a seed and he threw it into an empty pot that was on my back porch it used to have a Christmas tree in it, but of course that Christmas tree died. And so there was just like an empty pot. And then we had like rainstorms, which happens out there. Like in the morning, it would rain in the summertime. And then in the evening or in the afternoon, by afternoon, it would clear up. You could go to the beach. It was great. And, uh, and, and so, uh, one day I, I, I didn't look out there very much. One day I opened the doors and that thing was as tall as me. And I was like, where, where did that? You got to come get this. Get your brother to come get this off my porch right now before I get in trouble. <laughs> like, please remove this plant. And they were looking at it. And, you know, back then they were looking for certain characteristics in the leaves. So they were like, these leaves have red veins in them. So that that means it's going to be a female. And so I don't know whatever happened to it, but they got it off my damn porch. I was like, I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. You got to get it out of here. I was in yeah, a rental you, that the Navy set <laughs> up for me. Like, <laughs> I think about that. One of my, you know, What's the up, money Anna? tree plants, the money tree plants look like, you know, can, can look like if you go to an unknowing person. They, you know, I've had someone ask me, is that a weed plant? No, and no, it's not. Um, just because it has the five prong leaves or whatever, one, yeah. two, three. Yeah. Or however the setup is. I anyway. accidentally grew a tomato plant like that one time Anna. too. Um. It, like yeah. uh, in Durango, one year tomatoes started blooming on the opposite end of the box where we planted tomatoes. Those were blooming too, but some other tomato came up from there. But it was because the when we turned the soil, there were like dead plants in there, and that's what happened. Yeah. Um. So, so. uh, moving along. Yeah. Next thing. Why am I mad today? Narcissists. That's it narcissists suck y'all can suck my dick that's what i feel about you um, <laughs> yeah if you if you need uh, an explanation you can join us in discord and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be happy to give you the rundown you now there's a difference between narcissistic tendencies and narcissists so uh, just so yeah avoid yeah. narcissists honestly avoid narcissistic tendencies if you can but if yeah you can but we all you know we all we all have self-love we all you know but we're not assholes not and here's the thing, you're going to fall in love with them because they're tricky. They're tricky little animals. Yeah, you're going to fall in love with yeah, them. Tricky. 
You're going to build a relationship with them. And then one day they're going to do something and you're going to be like, and, and, you, and, and you're going to, you're going to say, Hey, don't do that. And they're going to blame you for it. And when that day comes, I need you to pack your shit or get in your car, <laughs> take your blunts, get the fuck out because that's not going to change. That is, that is your sign. They will double down, double down, double down, double down. down. ruin everything, burn down all the ships sink them to the bottom of the ocean Double whatever ship you're in yeah, with them relationship wise friendship situationship uh romantic relationship whatever the ship is they will sink I'll it sink it and they don't care if you're on it keep your ship together that's right keep your ship together and there's easy ways to do that simple ways simple ways to do that um yeah <laughs> like at arm's length like this like yeah it's it's like watching it's like watching a a wild animal if you if you know that they are and you're watching from the the outside of the okay um the other thing i got about today too is that yeah the the (laughs) the uh government has yet again ruined my holidays so uh won't get too much into that but basically uh my my spouse is going to be out of town for both of the holidays this year. I just don't think that's just not fair. It's just Again, not. second year in a row. So. But, Fuck you government. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Um, is transgender <laughs> remembrance day. Also, we want to um, say, I know, babe. Um, we want to say um, that our hearts go, uh, and, and, and healing vibes go out to those in, um, Colorado Springs. Um, we had a tragic, um, mass shooting, uh, this week, um, five people so have passed, um, 18 were injured so far. That's the report. Hopefully they all, um, pull through and it's senseless. The, the guy was, uh, is related apparently to, I guess his grandfather is part of the GOP's uh, official that is, or a person who is running for office. Um, and they followed a lot of that rhetoric. Um, listen, vote for who the fuck you want to vote for, but there's only one party that that spreads negative hate rhetoric about others. About others. And when I say others, I mean not white and not men. And that's what happened. And that's, and that's where it is. And also a group of unarmed citizens did more at that nightclub to save people than the police in Uvalde did for those children. So just like when we're talking about law enforcement and praising law enforcement, listen, I, I just don't have it in me. The Colorado Springs and surrounding um, other departments do not enforce, do not do anything about hate speech in those, in those cities. Um, they can have bumper stickers that are threatening, like violent hate speech. They can put signs in their yard um, that are disparaging and hateful and, and violently hateful towards those communities. And what that does is it encourages people like the young man who went into that bar, the only safe space that they have in Colorado Springs, they can't even afford to do a pride festival or parade. They can't even do that. 
the only safe space these individuals had was taken from them because of this rhetoric, because of this. So I have the, um, I have the names. Yes, let's honor those people, please. Um, so this was from Club Q, um, and uh, the, the five people that died were Kelly Loving, Daniel Aston, Derek Rump, Ashley Pugh, and Raymond Green Vance. Um, sending love and healing vibes to their family. This is um, un- their families. This is unnecessary violence against people who are just out living their lives. So um, yeah. it's gross. Anyways. So let's move on to our, um, to our wonderful guest that is here to join us and bring some smiles to our faces in the sadness. So yes. Um, when, uh, you know, I, I, I have a recipe up, that, uh, is, uh, you know, has brought me very much joy and has kept me from, uh, you know, some serious down times. And so, yeah. Let's talk about why it's important to adopt. Yes, adopt, don't shop, first and foremost. Both of our dogs here are from the La Plata County Humane Society. Um, and um, as she says, she rescued or or um, she fostered lady and Foster failed. failed. Mm, I fostered <laughs> karma. We like foster fails. I foster failed. I was a foster success with one dog, but then karma just, and I cried. I like, I had a whole breakdown when we had to give Whopper back to you guys. I had a whole thing. It was right before 420 that year. I remember I was so heartbroken, but I knew he wasn't our dog, but I was so heartbroken because he was such a joy to have in our house. That's all right. I saddled you with karma. (laughs) Saddled me with karma. She's a girl. She's a good girl. She is a good girl. Super smart. She sure is. Uh, Well, thanks for having me, first of all. And I just, after the the sort of sad topic we were talking about there before, I would just like to say uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is for everybody. Everyone. 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 Doesn't matter what color you are, what, everything. Leave people alone. Please. (laughs) Let them do their thing. Yeah, exactly. We're the human race. Uh, We're all the same. <laughs> let's talk about dogs and cats. Uh, yes. That's that's why Yay. I'm here. <laughs> uh, maybe I can lighten the mood a little. Yes, um, please do. But I do want to know, talk about some heavy stuff too. <laughs> there, I, I have some heavy stuff. Yeah, but that that's fine. We can do that. Um, first of all, uh, again, it's 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 great to be here. It's it's good to get the message out. Yes, please adopt. Don't shop. Um, shelters uh, are are seeing unprecedented levels of population this year. Uh, it's it's pretty bad. Um, it's not it's not as bad as it was pre-COVID, close to it. But what happened was is in 2020. I know what you're going to say. I was going to ask the question. There was a there was a crazy year. Uh, it was a beautiful year for animal shelters. Uh, everybody stayed home. And what that meant was, uh, while we were all, we were essential workers and had to be there, um, everybody wanted to af- adopt or foster, which most of those fosters turned into fails they adopted. And uh, the shelters were empty nationwide. Um, I remember one point uh, in June of 2020 where we had about 14 dogs and I think half a dozen cats in the building. And that's, that's just unheard of. That's crazy. And, the other cool thing was with people staying home for, 
and working from home, uh, dogs stayed home. There weren't, you know, if you if you go if you go to work and you let your dog out every day, and you come home, and that's that goes on in our county a lot. Uh, we're yeah. pretty rural, but you just let your dog out and you go to work a hundred days in a row, and ninety nine of those days you come home and your dog's there, and on the hundredth day it's not. In this county, chances are it got brought to us. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's ceased happening. The, the impounds. And the owner surrenders just plummeted in 2020. The bad news is, is that the state, and I don't know, I believe this was the case in in most of the country, but Colorado uh, stopped um, spay-neuter services for several months. Mm -hmm. Uh, Veterinarians were not allowed to perform spay-neuter. It was considered an elective procedure. And... uh, even the shelter, we were we were tasked at the very beginning in March of 2020. They they sent a letter saying we need to have a list of all your medical supplies uh, because this is going to get bad and we might need to take um, your gloves and your masks and everything. Okay, um, I see what you're saying. So they were like, if it's an elective surgery, then you don't need the PPE for it. Yeah, uh, I didn't participate mm-hmm. in their inventory. I'll just say that. Um, but because I was worried about my own people having the PPE for if we had to stay open yeah. and we couldn't get masks, you know, who knew, especially those that first month. I mean, nobody knew what the hell was going to happen. Um, but uh, we shelters were able to quickly get started back up within a couple of weeks. So it didn't affect us, but we couldn't do it for the public and the public veterinarians could not do it. So what happened in that whole summer and fall is that animals were just once again breeding out of control. And um, it really took, <clears throat> the phenomenon has continued because even into 2021, a lot of places were limited, their their hours, uh, or they were not taking on new clients. That's, that's a big deal in La Plata County right now with veterinarians. Um, and uh, then top it on with a, with a changing workforce. And um, it's, you know, even at the shelter now, it's it's impossible to hire people. Uh, it's really hard to stay fully staffed. And um, so all those things kind of backed up. And with the lack of spay neuter, now we're getting we're seeing tons of animals this year. And the bad news is, is that all the people that adopted in 2020 aren't looking for animals now. Right. So so not only is our income 17 percent higher or, or intake is 17% higher nationally uh, this year, but the outcomes, the adoptions, the return to owners are down 20%. So you, you got a big differential there in numbers and it's causing for overpopulation. So yeah. please don't buy buy a pet right now. If you're thinking of getting one, um, I always say the holidays is a good time to adopt. You're, a lot of people are going to be home uh, you know, uh, especially if you're still not traveling a lot because of various viruses and monkeypox and all of that stuff. Y'all, the flu uh, is out there right now. It's getting everybody. So just stay is. away from people. And if so, it's a good time. You're going to be home. You can you can let the pet your new pet acclimate. And we don't discourage you um, it, from adopting around the holidays. It's it's funny. Uh, there used to be a kind of a myth in the shelter industry that. Uh, mm-hmm. That said that, it, you know, don't let people adopt for Christmas because they're just giving it to their kids and then the kids will outgrow them and they'll return them. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. 
I don't see a big return rate uh, with the uh, with the animals adopted at Christmas. And the way I look at it is, yeah. it's pretty hard to just take, you know, your kid's Christmas present and go. Well, I'm giving it back Ooh. to the shelter. We've seen that would take time. Yeah, they do it, and and we can talk about you know if we want to get into heavy stuff too. Uh, I can tell you some pretty silly reasons for surrender. I would, yeah, we'll get, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely get into I that. You, I, um, I thought that you because know, you do see that you see that I, post I do too. those emails that go around all the time that say you know like I think it you know just to I don't know, warnings. So yeah, yeah. Well, it, I know that there was like one shelter that I read recently, not not in Colorado. Um, I'm not quite, sh I'm not sure what state it was in, but that they don't adopt out rabbits, for example, during Easter because. That for for right. that particular animal, there is a, actually a higher return rate. Um, I would say not, ra ra rabbits are the exception to that rule. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're not as easy as you think. They're not simple. Oh, look, it's because you think because it's this big that it's going to be a simple thing. When it's not a simple thing, like they they take you got to give them a lot more attention. Than <laughs> and and the only thing that gets out of control population wise worse than cats is rabbits. Is rabbits. Yeah. yeah, I can't tell you how many people come in and they say we got these two rabbits. We thought one was a boy and one, or they were both boys, and it turns out, next thing you know, you got twenty. <laughs> yeah, um, we when we got rabbits, we got them from a shelter, and we scheduled them to to also be neutered, spayed and neutered, yeah. because we were like, uh, you you can't you can't tell on a rabbit right away mm -mm. you have to like really investigate and so i was just like let's just be on the safe side about it because that is not a problem we want no you don't you don't want that problem because finding homes for a lot of rabbits is tough it's, it's very, very tough, tough. Yeah. and it's, it's, you can't just let them out because even though a no. rabbit is technically a wild that, animal those are tame <laughs> that's a so speaking of some heavy stuff a lot of the rabbits we we get, people just find like in their yard or, you know, wa walking down the sidewalk, believe it or not, because people don't want them anymore. And so they think, oh, they'll just turn them loose with the wild rabbits. And uh, they're not equipped for that. And, they don't uh, know what to do. They are going to no. get eaten immediately. Very, very rapidly. Yes. Um, so we, we get a lot of them that way, uh, believe it or not. And rats that way, too. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah, rats are great pets, by the way. They're super smart. If you've ever um, wanted to consider a pet that's not a cat or a dog, I, I say rats are the way to go. People are, think icky because they're dirty, but actually, like, you you can keep their environment very clean. They're very smart, and you can train them. And, um, yeah, so that that would be yeah. maybe a good companion for, for they're some actually, They're actually pretty clean. Yeah, they're very clean. If you, if, they, if they have right? an environment yeah, you, to be clean in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, the one of the, yeah, tell us, tell us about some of these, the reasons that people surrender, because I know that when, when we got, uh, when we fostered karma, karma is an interesting animal. <laughs> we fostered karma because she had been adopted out. Um, and then they actually took her to our vet. So there was record of her at out at the vet that we went to. 
And right. um, then I guess the cost was probably too much. Uh, yes. And then so they brought her back to the Humane Society. and With a, with a broken leg. Severely broken leg. Like, yeah. uh, wasn't her growth plate affected? Um, it was. She had, she had to have a plate in her arm for a, a while so that she could grow properly her legs. Um, yeah, it was it was a whole thing. And like they didn't even I, I feel like did they even give you an explanation of her legs fucked uh, up is like, right. <laughs> yeah, that's basically that's usually I, I mean, most people are a little uh, uh, they'll say they don't know what happened. That happens yeah. a lot. And I and, I, you know, oh, I don't know. She started limping. No, her legs broken. Like, I think fully that's broken. How, I, yeah, I think that's how that conversation went. I can't remember exactly, but uh Medical reasons are one of the most common reasons for surrender because uh, people get, uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a thing. Socioeconomically, uh, you're never gonna you're never gonna keep people that are low income from having pets, and you shouldn't. They should all. I mean, I grew up pretty damn poor, and uh, I had dogs. Uh, we we had, dogs had dogs. That, yeah, we had. I, I remember my mom begging the vet to you know fix my dog's broken leg. And, you know, her getting an extra job to pay him off. And, right. and, and, and that's just what you did. And things have changed so much uh, in human medicine and in veterinary medicine, uh, insurance, uh, corporations, those kinds of things are, uh, and drug companies, believe it or not, drive a lot of those industries or mm -hmm. that industry now. So uh, when people go in, um, uh with their animal who say let's been let's say it's been hit by a car and uh it has a busted leg and they take it into the vet you're looking at just to be seen in an emergency situation if you don't have a regular vet uh you're looking at probably 500 bucks at uh, least at least just to walk in just to walk in the door and maybe get x-rays <clears throat> um then after that <coughs> If you get the x-rays, uh, they're going to tell you the dog needs surgery or amputation. Most of the time, they will recommend uh, surgery. Um, and depending on the dogs, when, we when we're faced with that, we take into consideration the dog's age, the likelihood of success of the surgery, that sort of thing. We're not, right. we're not uh, against amputation at all. Um, but usually that option isn't made made to the owner. It's usually you have to get this orthopedic procedure, and now you're talking twenty five hundred dollars and up, uh, and and people can't. I mean, who can afford that? Nobody. Um, we got not in Durango, especially because it's no. going to be a little bit hiked. That price is going to be yeah. hiked up, and also everybody in Durango has somebody else living there in their house, so they cannot yeah. afford. $500 for the dog's leg, you know? So, so that's a, so that's a, that's a real common uh, issue, reason for people to surrender. Some of the weird ones that I've heard over the year. Well, one of my favorites, and I, I'm a pretty sarcastic guy, if you know me, uh, and kind of a bit of a smart ass, but I will tell people will, will come in and they'll say, Oh, I'm moving to a new state and I can't have the dog. And I always, my response is always like, what state? And then, you know, they well, let's pick on Texas. Uh, they'll say Texas and I'll say, geez, what a crummy state if they don't let you have a dog there. And, you know, it's I know it's bigger than it, it, that's just an excuse that people yeah. use often. Um, you know, 
and, and it's all about how committed you are to that relationship with your pet. Um, I remember personally being faced with, okay, I can sleep in my car with my dogs or I can surrender my dogs and go live here. I slept in my car. Mm-hmm. I lied to my landlord, but anyway, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then I got you know, caught and I got kicked out. <laughs> yeah. But you find a way you find a way yeah. or, or I say, don't make the commitment to begin with. Right. If you're it, not willing to when, find a way. No, you gotta be, you have to, when you take on that responsibility of pet ownership, it's for life. It should be. Mm-hmm. And that means your the extent of your life and that pet's life. And most of these pets are going to live 15 years. Uh, the last five of those are maybe not going to be the greatest and they're going to be expensive because you're going to have to do medical bills and stuff. But you got to say, I'm willing to take that on, not give mm-hmm. up when it gets tough. Right. Uh, I that's think the uh, that's the saddest thing I've ever seen is when somebody brings an older dog. Yeah. And it, and, and sadly that, that the next month at the Humane Society is a grim time in some respects, because this is when we do see a lot of elderly cats and dogs surrendered. And I've heard every reason from, ah, you know, I have company coming and the dog's starting to smell. And, you know, it's like, well, you son of a bitch, you, you know, wait till you start smelling and yeah. nobody wants you around. And it's, and it's, and it's, uh, you know, I always tell them, especially if it's, if it's a 13 or 14 year old dog, I always say, and, and I'm going to get brutal here for a minute, but uh, mm, I, always tell, warning, y'all. I always tell people, would you rather this dog die with you or die with me? And by that, I mean, if you're putting it in a shelter and it's 13 or 14 years old, if we can't find somebody to take it pretty quickly in most shelters, it's not going to be around for a while. Our shelter is a little different than a lot, but um, you know, there's not a there's not a an available space for each and every one of these these animals. And uh, if you've had them for that long, you should you should. I mean, I would I would ask you to you instead of surrendering at that point to do the humane thing and euthanize the dog and and be there with it when it happens. Um, but uh, that's uh, I tell yeah. everything for my dog's health. That's a, a good comment there, Bobby. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's and it's it's, you know, and some people do and some people just give up on them so quickly. And that's I, I'll tell you that the funniest reason I've ever heard for surrender. Well, a couple of them. One, uh, I was once told by a gentleman that his dog was a prostitute. Well, OK. Well, yeah, he said he said she's a whore and a prostitute and she's a heroin addict. And um, I said, excuse me. He said, yeah, she's a heroin addict. And I said, well, uh, how is, the that's what I said. How is she getting the heroin? He's like, I don't know. But she goes out every night and and gets this. Now, uh, clearly, he had some issues of his own. Um, yes, but uh this this dog uh she i cannot remember her name at the moment but she was a hound and uh she had some pretty crazy behaviors but she was not a prostitute nor a <laughs> uh, clear one. her name rule. right now i could i will rule that out things. now she was just a under socialized hound dog who just needed a little love and yeah. uh she got she ended up getting a great home so that's awesome. uh, in some cases that's better um, I once had a dog uh, 
years ago. And, and uh, this lady and I go back, I, I've been with a shelter for 20 years and I've been dealing with her for probably 17 of those. And uh, her, her reason for surrender was uh, a seven year old black lab and she surrendered it because it did not match her new couch. No, ma'am. You know, <laughs> it's funny because when I got Nugget, I um, I got Nugget and I had every intention of training him as my service dog. And uh, Marcy, the trainer over at the Humane Society, she does classes. If anybody's listening from Durango, she does classes over at the Humane Society. You can definitely um, she's a great trainer. Um, but she yeah. said, she says to me, she says two things to me. She says, number one, he's not going to make a good service dog. I just don't want you to be disappointed when he's not good at doing the service dog thing. And I was like, what, why would you say that? And she's like, he barks all day. It's that Jack Russell in him. He is all day just on him. And I was like, literally when I came in, I was volunteering when I came in, he literally never barked at me. He would go out into the play run and he would never play with the other dogs. He would go, he would go in the run and he would go do his business. And then he would come and he would sit on my lap and he still does that. Um, and, and so I was like, I don't know. I think, I think that's why I picked him. That's why I was like, this guy's going to do it for me, you know? And she was like, and also he is the wrong color. Because all I was, I was just like black. All the <laughs> and it was true. He is, he gets his little white hairs all over everything. I have to roller everything, but I would never, never, never trade, trade him for anything in the world. I love yeah, that's so what, what I asked the, this particular woman. I asked her, I said, well, you know, the dog was black. And I said, what color is your couch? And she said, it's white. And I, I, I wanted to call her all kinds of names and tell her she's an idiot. But instead, I just said, well, what kind of person lives in Colorado and gets a white couch? <laughs> I, it's kind of muddy around here. And she's like, well, my, my couch is white and this dog is getting his hair all over it. And I said, OK, just give her to me. And uh, that dog's name uh, was Pepsi. And she's one of my she's one of my most favorite dogs ever there. Um, she got adopted to a great home. And so awesome. Aww. You know, and, and I, I, I think a lot of times folks, they make up stories um, yeah. or they make the, like the guy that said his dog was a heroin addict. Uh, he, his dog doing was that, doing too many things. His he couldn't handle his dog and doesn't want to blame himself. Right. Or take any personal response. Well, I, you know, and you ask people a lot of times that bring dogs in for surrender that they'll say, uh, you know, how did you, did you try to fix this behavior? And they'll say, oh, I, I, yes, I tried training. And I said, did you, you know, we'll say, did you go to a trainer? And they'll say, no, I Googled it. Googled no, it. You're okay. not going to. Not enough. <laughs> not enough people. You can get some tips on Google. Sure. But really, if you're having a dog that's having problems, go especially see a trainer. Especially if you don't have experience with dogs or that particular Training breed, for example. There's lots of reasons why you might want to utilize a trainer instead of Googling it. Yeah, because Google, Google will sell you out. 
<laughs> because also like well since we're on the subject of training not all not all people learn the same not all dogs learn the same either some are treat motivated or toy motivated some aren't motivated by either of those two things you got to figure something else out um you know some dogs do really well with clicker training um a lot of dogs most dogs do actually um but some dogs just they they need something else they need more they need a, a little nudge or some dogs need you to not be so aggressive with them. Like it just depends on the dog exactly. and how they're going. And so a trainer can, you know, somebody who's been doing this, who has experience in this area, who has actually gone to school, um, can walk you through and read those signs from that dog and say, okay, this is what your dog's doing. This is what's going, you know, this is how we're going to, kind of train that out of her. And, um, I actually utilized several trainers with my dog hope and literally nothing worked until we got to Colorado and her whole environment changed. We got a new vet. We found out she, um, had, um, uh, a tick-borne illness and she had a thyroid condition. Like we found out all this stuff. Um, and it was easier to train her when she felt good, you know? when she yeah, wasn't feeling gross. True. And so there's these, all these things that you have to consider that like, even though I have, I have uh, many years of experience dog training. I trained all my dogs when I was a kid, I worked with trainers. I wanted to be a trainer. Like I did all that stuff. And um, still we went to several trainers and I didn't even think about the fact that, you know, she's lethargic. She's overweight. We done everything right. to get her weight under control. Is she sick? I never thought about that. And so, um, and she was a shelter dog. So of course she could have been, there could have been an illness that was overlooked. Um, when I got her, she had heartworms, for example. So of course, yeah. a, a tick-borne illness, not surprising. Um, but anyways, so, so yeah, utilizing a trainer is really, if you're going to adopt a dog, highly recommended, <laughs> highly recommended. And, and not and just hiring the trainer, but doing the steps. Do it. Training. Go home and do it. <laughs> I, you know, like I, I could, lady could use more, but for me, it is a cost effective thing, you know, and I did hire, you know, I, I went through a session and now, yeah, I'm like, we're, I, she needs more, you know, but and it's, it's, it's definitely, you have to do daily work consistency and find what works best. Mm-hmm. And one thing to consider too, um, if you're getting shelter dogs and I, there's there's a whole range of of types of dogs you get out of shelters some of them are the best dogs there's fully trained people got into weird circumstances maybe somebody went to jail maybe a, an owner died maybe died. You, you know maybe uh, there was a divorce and and just a wreckage of a family and they just couldn't take the dog with them but the dog was socialized and everything ahead of time but then there's the dogs you get that have been chained up their whole life or you get dogs that are, you know, have been living on the re reservation for a year and a half and suddenly they're plucked out and put into, uh, you know, uh, uh, this community and, yeah. and, expe and expected to behave. And, and a lot of the dogs at the shelters, they've been through some kind of a trauma. And, you know, until I figure out how to actually talk to them, you'll never know what those traumas are and what can set them off. So you should, um, you know, take that into consideration when you're adopting a shelter animal. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 I tell, I get, it used to be, we would never adopt uh, to college students um, or, or anyone. You had to be over 21. 
Yeah. And uh, and I, we still kind of do that 21 thing. But I, I, if you're under 21 and you want a dog, come talk to me. The way I look at it, you're old enough to vote. You're old enough to die for your country, drive a car, all that stuff. You should be able to adopt if you're a reasonable person. The whole theory behind it before was oh, these people are not going to take good care of it because they're college kids or whatever. And it's like, you know what? Give them a break. And now I just counsel them. It's like, you're taking this dog home tonight. Don't have 25 people over your house. You know, don't give, let your dog, your dog should have, your new dog should have three months to figure his shit out at his new house. This is critical information. It's three, it's three days 72 solid hours of just for the body, uh, the endorphins and everything to chill out after going from the shelter to the new home. Then it's about three weeks before your dog kind of starts to feel comfortable. But you won't know the true personality and it won't truly be comfortable for for about three months. And, and that's what kind of saddens me the most is when people will adopt a dog and they give up and cats and they give up you know in 24 hours or right. a week you don't know and you're not giving them a fair shot so again i guess you know when you're going to adopt take those things into consideration yes you're going to have this pet for 15 years yes you're going to have you know your life's going to change you have to make sacrifices yeah um you know if you if you're super busy consider a cat cats don't need us that much cats can you know, you can feed a cat once a day, change his litter box. And if you're not around, he'll be cool with it. Your dog needs you. Your dog needs to be taken out. Your dog needs exercise. Your cat doesn't. So so consider, you know, a more low maintenance pet, uh, yeah. maybe. Or if you're not ready for, for all that commitment, a great way to help is uh, to volunteer, to come down yeah. and, and volunteer at the shelter. Go walk, you know, you walk a dog. Walkie, it's good walkie. for you. It's good for you. It's good for the dog. Mm-hmm. It helps get them. Uh, it helps get them. Um, uh, you know, a little bit better on a leash. They're like when you walk a dog at the shelter, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> it's a whole yeah. thing. There are not very many that are like good on that leash. You know, like yeah. easy. They're learning, going. but they're learning. They they learn from that experience and also just remember that they're like they're cooped up in a cage. Of course, they're like, I'm out, you know, <laughs> like yeah. ah. so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So there's a question. At what age should I start service training when I get a new dog? So like, is there too young of an age to start training? Um, at what point would you want to do some basic training and then? when can they get into um, a more ideal circumstance for service animals and not all animals are built for service. Just kind of no. remember that. Like I love karma dearly. She's one of the smartest dogs I've literally ever owned. She's super smart. She's super kind. She's super loving, but also she has an attention span of like, I don't know, like a millisecond. So, so she does all of those things, but on repeat. So I, you know, you can't, you got to be consistent without the rep- repetition. Um, anyways, so what's a good age for that? I feel like uh, no dog is too young to train. Maybe maybe four weeks. But if it's four weeks old, it should still be with its mom. Um, it, really, you shouldn't be acquiring a puppy from a reputable breeder or from a shelter until it's eight weeks of age. 
that's when it could safely be weaned away from its mother. Um, and start training the minute you take it home. I mean, it's good. Its attention span isn't going to be much, but you can start working on the basics right then. Sit, right. come, stay. All those things you lay down can be worked on at that age. Mm-hmm. For the service, for the service aspect of it, that's when I really would suggest you talk to a trainer. Definitely would. Definitely would. That's a, that's uh that's especially usually pretty for, specialized. Yeah, especially for specific service too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, especially for those uh you know, I used to work at a vet hospital and we we uh worked with a group called Canine Companions for Independence and it was uh a place that trained uh dogs for the visually impaired and for hearing impaired folks and uh they would start out with a class of like 30 or 45 golden retrievers and uh only about four or five of those dogs actually graduate yeah graduate uh, yeah. That's how tough it is. Uh, they have to be medically sound and temperament sound, and they have to follow every single command flawlessly. And that's really hard for most dogs to do. Yeah, very hard. It is. It's really, it's really difficult. I actually got lucky with Nugget because he, like, every time I see, I look at him, almost every time I look at him, I'm like, how did, how did he end up in the shelter? Like, I am curious about his story. I don't know his backstory, but he's always just uh, been so good for me like he's always been i'll so look that up for you i'll find out what, he, what how yeah, he i'm got curious there. about how he got there because i i like the minute i took him into the play yard it was just like this dog is so, i mean i called i called my husband right away i was like i know that we said we were gonna wait but also <laughs> this dog is like perfect and then with karma, you said it takes when you were saying it takes three weeks. I was just like listening to you with that timeline. And I was like, oh, karma. Oh, my goodness. karma! What did it take um, her about nine months? Uh, it took her. We had her for six months before we decided that we were going to keep her. Um, and she was still under your care for, I think, a, a full nine months. Um, because she had that plate. So what happened with karma, you guys, is that she was brought in, she was adopted. She was, uh, you know, at her, at her home or whatever. She was brought back in. Her leg was all fucked up and they fixed it. Right. And then she fucked it up again. Yep. (laughs) And so then they were like calling all volunteers. They're called the call, like calling all, all fosters. And I, we had just, we had actually six months prior lost hope and a donie, was real super fucking mopey. And so I talked Walter into it. <laughs> Thank you, Walter. And um, and we brought her home. And the requirement was that she could not be like super hyperactive. And let me tell you, there are not enough drugs. No. There was just never enough drugs for this dog. I like <laughs> I I will be honest with y'all. I I drugged her. I like would give I would give her cannabis. I would give her also her pain medicine, anything I could do because she is, she was so hyperactive. We ended up adopting her once she was all fixed. She was good to go. And then she was in our backyard (laughs) doing something she probably was supposed to be doing. And she cut her whole tendon in the same damn leg and had to go back under 
uh, low, low uh, activity status for another, I think, six weeks. And I was like, I can't with this dog. It was like six weeks. And then um, they took all the stuff, whatever they and then she had to like lay low for another couple of weeks after that. It was insane. It was almost impossible. Um, but oh, she's boy. the sweetest, kindest dog. Her eyes are the kindest eyes I've ever seen. And I she, love that she gives hugs. She gives <laughs> hugs and she lives <laughs> to please. She wants to please you. She does not know how to sit still to save her whole life but she wants to please. And so she'll do what you tell her to do like right away. Mm -hmm. Um, But then she'll like squirrel (laughs) (laughs) kind of situation, but I'm glad we have her. She fell in love with Walter right almost right away. Um, So, you know, we weren't, we weren't going to add a third to our tribe after hope, but life happens. Does indeed. Yeah. And I'm glad now because Nugget and Karma, um, they kind of um argue like brother and sister, but they're they sleep together and they're really um really close to each other. They they comforted each other when Adoni passed away. And um yeah, so they've just been really good for each other. I'm really glad that I have them together. So we love it. It was it was a, definitely a success story. We uh we kind of brought her out of the ashes, I would say. She is like a phoenix. Yeah. She rose up out of the ashes. She you know, sure did. And she was a dog. I believe she was adopted as a puppy. Yeah. And- she worked. Okay. She's not a lab mix. I just want to clear that up real quick. But <laughs> when she was a puppy, she certainly did look like that's what she was going to yeah. do. Yeah. 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 She did. And, uh, but wasn't she like close to a year when she came back with a broken leg? Mm-hmm. I think she yeah. was like a year right right out of year right out of year yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's uh you know she's she's one of many and that's you know that's one thing i can say proudly that has changed over the over the time i've been at the shelter 20 years ago that dog would have been an automatic euthanasia oh, there would have been no, there would have been there were no resources uh we had no foster program um it, you know even with her we we got her surgery done at a wicked discount um compared to what some to compared to even what that owner would have had to pay um yeah no we, well they went know, to we the wrong hired... vet first of all they went to the most expensive yeah. vet in town first of all and yeah. got like yes, a... they did. <laughs> yeah so yeah and, um, and 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 can can you imagine i mean those people if they would have if they would have uh, elected to to try and do that and and, and fix it they'd have had to pay for it twice yeah, uh, you know, with with her, and so really, that's what a lot of times, you know, we get mad at folks for surrendering and all that. But uh, sometimes these things work out for the best. Uh, in 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 the dog's case, you know, I mean, uh, it's it's again, I would counsel people not to get a pet if you don't want to make the commitment. But um, it's not. The, it, there are circumstances where if you can't, I would have much rather them surrendered her to us than just keep her because I've seen that's mm-hmm. end of the spectrum too where folks do nothing yeah until it and then until it becomes a legal issue uh and by then usually the animal has suffered so much that you know right. it's died or whatever so right. and that's you know that's the 
the dark side of of the work that I have to do is that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of shady bastards out there too that that don't take care of their animals. Yeah, yeah um, I'm glad that they brought her back. I'm glad, like you know, as much as we want to say, you know, be mad at the people who, um, you know, surrender their animals for these ridiculous reasons, and we can be both. Um, it also, if somebody had not surrendered Nugget, if somebody had not surrendered Karma, we wouldn't have them. And no. so I'm glad that they're they're in their rightful place now and in well, a safe, and, safe place. And two, also, and it's and it's hard. And uh, all the time I've been at the shelter, I've I've gone back and forth. Like you, you, you first start working there, your tendency is to really be angry with the community. Uh, because that's where all they're bringing you all these yeah. puppies and kittens and everything. And then you go to where you're like, okay, you're a little more sympathetic and back and forth. And, and really what I try to tell my staff and my volunteers is, uh, yeah, it sucks. They surrendered this dog or cat, but the, one of the, some of the hardest things that, that they've ever. Oh, a cat. Here's my dog. Wait, wait. Say, go back to that. Rewind that thought again. <laughs> okay. It's you it kind, of, be, kind of pause. You kind of pause. Yeah. There. So the hardest thing that people have to do sometimes is walk into a shelter, admit that they haven't taken proper care of their animal or that they can't keep it anymore and surrender it. I mean, uh, and that's why I think a lot of times uh, they lie to us. They'll tell us they, they just found it. Um, you know, right now the population thing is so bad uh, that, and we're not taking animals from outside this county. Uh, for years, we've accepted animals from outside this county, and now we're not in a place to do that. And, oh, by the way, the Farmington Animal Shelter, I think they might have reopened, but they've been closed the last two weeks because of a distemper outbreak. So oh, that no. means that no place for nobody to surrender down there. So people have been bringing us their dogs right. on the phone. We say we can't take it. But then the next thing you know, and they show up and they're like, oh, I found this in the Walmart parking lot. Well, I work next to Walmart. I go past there twice a day. At least I've never seen a loose dog there. Never, <laughs> never. But never. these people find them there all the time. So all the time. <laughs> And we know that that's, you know, or it's funny, like there's no, there's no fleas in La Plata County. There are, there are no fleas that inhabit dogs and cats on a regular basis anyway. And people will bring us dogs and they're like, oh, yeah, I found this on Main Street. And you're like, it's covered in fleas. You didn't find it on Main Street, you know, and really, if yeah. you start digging, they usually found it, you know, the middle of Arizona. But, I, you know, I'd rather be here for those animals, uh, I know at a lot of other shelters, they they don't get as many opportunities to live as they do with us. And that's and, and so that's a good thing. It's 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 sad right now how many animals there are and, and how few homes. But I think that with uh, with a lot of hard work, we'll get it. We'll get it balanced out again. Yeah. Is there anybody that and I already know at least one answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it because you don't ask questions that you don't know the answer to. Right. <laughs> Is there anybody that uh, that you have uh, and I'm sure because you've been in this for 20 years that you have re flat out refused to adopt to? Every stinking day, <laughs> not not every day, but yeah, there's a lot of people I, I won't adopt to. Um, 
you know, we we have an application process. It's about three pages long. It's pretty simple. Uh, it, it basically asks who you are, where do you live, do you own that property, uh, and uh, then it asks you like who lives in your house, what other pets do you have, uh, and then maybe a page and a half or two pages of simple questions like where's the dog going to be at night. Uh, how much does it cost for a dog for a year? Uh, how much are you willing to spend on a veterinary bill? Right. Um, okay. If you lie on any of those things yeah. and I find out no dog, <laughs> Right. I, I don't tolerate, I don't tolerate lying. I'd rather you tell me the truth. I once, I, I once adopted to a guy who was completely homeless and traveled the country by foot. But he was a great dog owner, and uh, I don't feel guilty about that 100%. But you know why? He was straight with me from the get-go, yeah. and uh, and we did some. We had several conversations, and uh, he did some volunteer work, and he proved to me he was stable and uh, just chose that lifestyle. And I'm not going to judge him for that. Right. And uh, what a great life for a dog. I think uh, traveling the country and, and this guy, he had means. It wasn't, he wasn't poor right. uh, by any, by any means. Um, and not that again, not that that should, should keep you from getting a dog, but if you lie on that application, you will. And, and the most common thing folks to lie about is their place of residence and whether or not they own it. Or rent um, it. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, and it's not that we want to keep you from getting a dog. If you rent, we just want to know, that if you're taking that dog home, like no, happened no. to you, Farah, <laughs> the landlord's not going to find out and either kick mm -hmm. you out or kick the dog out three days later. Listen, nobody gave me that dog before I moved out on my own. She was mine already. And uh, I moved out on my own and I wouldn't leave her at my mom's house. So I took her with me. And then yeah. I was like, you got to do what you do. You know, yeah. I ended up living with a friend for some months and um, she had these Cocker Spaniels. And, uh, they, every morning I, the, and you know, the light switch was like in the middle of the wall, you couldn't reach it. Right. And every morning I had to like figure my way around, um, <laughs> piss and shit in oh, this, no, in this girl. hallway. Cause her dogs would do that. But my dog had to stay outside while I was at work all day. Like she wouldn't let yep. my dog stay in the house. I was like, okay, whatever. Anyways, I got tired of it. I had to find my own place and I, I just couldn't afford like, uh, I couldn't afford a place that had like that would allow my pet and had a pet deposit and the place I could afford didn't allow pets. So I just like kept it on the, on the DL. And Hey, that's fine. Uh, I'm just saying that if you lie on that application, you won't get an animal. Uh, as far as uh, the people we turned down, um, you know, another one that'll get you turned down right away is if you tell us that you're going to chain the dog up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just, it's not cool. It's an it's outside not, dog. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, I'll make an exception with, if it's going to be like, we have some great Pyrenees or Anatolian shepherds. Um, some of those dogs would rather be outside and, and that's cool. But um, yeah, if you get a Chihuahua that's and tell me you're going to leave it outside, it's not happening. Yeah. Um, no. If you, if you, if you tell me that, that you're going to only spend a hundred dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year on the dog, you know, you're not going to get it. And then we look into their history. Some of it is just getting a feel for them. Um, 
you know, a lot of folks that are, let's just say, of advanced age right. <laughs> come in and want to adopt karma <laughs> or a dog like her. And it's yeah. like, I'll tell them, no, because this is going to be it's going to end badly for both of you. Uh, you know, um, if I have a dog, for instance, that uh, that I know has a propensity for e eating chickens or chasing livestock, I'm not going to adopt it to someone who lives next to a goat farm in like a rural. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not I, I'm setting the dog up for failure. If right. I have a if I have a coonhound who barks constantly, I'm not going to adopt into a condo on Third Avenue. So right. It's not going to happen. Right. Um, and, and, you know, uh, the dorms are another place. Uh, I'm adamant against animals, you know, living in the dorm and, and, and people have now they're, they're like, Oh, I need an emotional support animal. And I'm, I'm like, you're not getting it from us. Uh, you can come when you're out of the dorm. It's just, yeah. to me, it's too, it's, there's too much, too many things that can go wrong. Absolutely. Uh, especially, especially for shelter dogs. Like you, you know, take them and all of a sudden they're in a place where there's a hundred, 200 college kids. It's, it's bad. It's, no, it's bad. You got to prepare. You got to prepare. We, we do say them. no. Yeah. Good. We do say is, no. Is, do you, do you, uh, do you ever, um, like just, do you ever just got like, get a feeling like, yeah, yeah, I do. And, and, and I'll say no. And sometimes that's, uh, that's tough, you know, um, there are, and there are certain places that we won't, we won't adopt to. Um, and for, you know, for that, you know, we get screamed at called racist, uh, uh, or, you know, I once had someone who said I was discriminating against low income people. And, and again, I go back to the fact that no, it's just the particular, the, this particular place, is a happens to be one of the more well-known low-income housing areas in Durango, and it, I, I, you know, I stopped adopting dogs there uh, when I sent one home. At, two of them there within two days, and one was hit by a car and killed. On the second day, it was there, and the other one, the first night it was home, was involved in a murder. So I was like, what? no more animals are going there. Yeah, that and. Is and yeah. and I and I still I still hold that to be true. It's changed uh, management a couple of times, and I'm sure it's a lot better. But you know, it's it's what I'll do with folks if they live there is I'll have a conversation with them because that's really you know I say all these things are are hard and fast rules, but it's really more about getting to know the person and and again, like you said, you get that feeling sometimes that it's bad. Well, sometimes you get that yeah. feeling it's going to be this is the best thing for this this animal. So, yeah. and that's what that's what people when we do tell them no don't seem to understand is is these animals once they become our property of the humane society they're entrusted to to me and my staff uh, by this group of members who are basically you know. Uh, the people that I answer to and the citizens of our community, but uh, we're entrusted to do what's best for those animals. And sometimes if that means you get your feelings hurt by me saying, no, I'm sorry, but I'm going to do what's best for the, for the critter, not what's, yeah, you know, that's your job. 
Cause, cause I got to look yeah. those little guys in the face all the time, you know? And, and I, and if I, if we put, you know, nine months of care into a dog, which happens, you know, karma's not really the exception. There's a lot of dogs we put mm-hmm. that kind of time into, um, you know, I'm going to make damn sure that you're going to take care of her. And if you don't, I'll use every means at my disposal to get that animal back from you uh, and, uh, and, and see to that you don't get one from us again. And right. I always tell people, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying you can't have a dog. I'm just saying you can't have this dog, you know? And, and sometimes, you know, that's the case too. I'll say, look, you want Fido over here. Well, Fido eats chickens and yada, yada, and, and doesn't like kids. And you have four kids and live in the country. I'm not giving you Fido. I'll give you Rover. Because Rover grew up on a farm. He don't have any problems with chickens. And his favorite thing to do is kiss kids in the face. So you could take that one. And maybe they don't want that dog because that's not what I was looking for. It's not the breed I wanted. It's not the aesthetic. And that's something I would talk about. The right color. Yeah. Or, But, you know, I'll tell you, people come in all the time and I ask them before I even let them look. I'll say, what kind of dog do you want? And I'll say, okay. And they'll tell me, and I'll say, I have five dogs that fill that bill. And if I go back there and if those five dogs are not what they're looking for in their head, they won't take them. Mm-hmm. And it happens, it happens with pities the most because pities a lot of times are some of the best dogs we have at the shelters. And, uh, and people just have that stigmatism about, or that stigma about them and they don't want to, you know, they, their homeowner's insurance is going to go up or something like that. Or, you know, right. their neighbors are going to think poorly of them. And, you know, I just yeah, brought one home. <laughs> yeah, I just brought one home myself. And, uh, you know, she, she's a puss. I got to tell you, she's she's not going to hurt anybody. Uh, my bloodhound bit her in the face on day one. And uh, basically they sorted out their business. And, and now she's just... She's a great dog. So, and she's, we didn't think she was what we were looking for either, but truthfully, she has been, a, you know, she has adapted perfectly and she's exactly yeah. what we were looking for. So, um, you know, I've been, I've wanted, I've wanted to adopt a pit bull every, every time, like my next one, my next one, my next one, every time, but that's just never how it happens. There's some, there's yeah. something, these other dogs just enter into my life. Like before I had Hope and Adoni, I was like, next dog, Pitbull. And then actually, actually, (laughs) I did have, I, there was a puppy at the shelter that I was volunteering at and I was ready to take, but my landlord was like, no Pitbulls. And I was like, it's six weeks old. I'll have it trained by the time it's big enough to do anything that you're worried about. And, um, and I was like, you met my last dog. You know that my dog is going to be trained. I'm not going to like. And yeah. so, and so they were like, no, no, no. So I was bummed. And when I'm bummed, what I do, I did the, I did the walk through the shelter. I just walk and see all the animals and hope was in there and yeah. she jumped up on the cage and she licked my face. And I was like, I have to meet this dog. And she was like my forever dog. She, when I got her home, I was so proud. I was walking this shiny black dog down the street and a truck passed us. And she like did this and got out of her collar and she took off running. And I oh, was no. like, she'd been surrendered twice for this. She'd been surrendered twice for this. She took off running. I didn't know that until after she took off running. 
and I did the thing you're not supposed to. You guys do not chase your dog. <laughs> Never. Don't, don't chase your dog. It's a thing don't that you want to do, but don't do it. So I start chasing her. I live in these townhouses. I start chasing her down the townhouse and she goes around the corner. And then as I'm running up towards the corner, I see her peek her head out the side. And I was like, I got you. So I went and I sat down and acted like I was super bummed. And she just came back to me and she never, she never left me again. She didn't jump no fences. She didn't leave my side. She was like my dog at that point. And it was just like, she just, I have a theory about dogs that run away. <laughs> I feel like they feel like they're not in the right place. <laughs> like they, that my, like this, it happens. this is a runaway yeah. dog that I own and she never runs away from me. Like ever. I'll yeah. tell you that if your dog does escape, instead of chasing it, what you should do is if you can get its attention, run the other way. Yeah. They're much more likely if you have any kind of bond with it, if you start chasing them, they're going to go, woohoo, this is a game. And then you, <laughs> you, fl you flip it on them and you turn and you run from them the other direction and they will generally chase you. And you, sometimes that's a good way to catch a, a, a running dog. Anyway. Yeah. Professional tip there. Professional tip. That was great. That was a great tip. Yeah. I just, you know, this was like, what, 17 years ago now, but yeah. like, yeah, I just went like running and I was like, what are you doing? And I thought in my head, like, why are you running after this dog? And then her head poked around the side and I was like, all right, all right, I got you. And she, yeah, she's just, she was like, with, you know, she had some dog aggression I had to work on and, and it didn't even, none of the training we did ever worked until we got to Colorado. It was like a change in her environment. She needed it. Hell, so. I was a lot, I was a lot more aggressive until I moved to Colorado. So same. there's something yeah, in there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> there's something in the air. Okay. It, it, it was California that it'll make you aggressive. Florida, same. <laughs> the South. Okay. So, and the Navy. Yeah. Um, so, um, this has been fantastic. Where can people um, go to find out more about you guys? Uh, go to lpchumanesociety.org. That's our website. Uh, you can you can uh, see all available dogs that are there. Uh, if you need any of our services, like low-cost spay-neuter or vaccinations, you can sign up for those there. Um, and if you want to donate, uh, this is a great time to do it. We got Giving Tuesday coming up next week. Um, and uh, that's a great day to, uh, to help us out, uh, Colorado Gives Day. Um, and uh, we can, we're, look, we're, People, we, we are La Plata County Humane Society, but we only get 20% of our funding from the city and county. The rest of it is dependent on you guys out there making donations. So if you can make a donation, please do. Um, it or like pick helps, up an extra bag of dog of food when you're at the at the uh, store if, if for your local, for those of you not. Yeah. Pick up an extra bag of dog food or an extra toy or like extra yeah, it, blanket. They can always use that stuff, especially this. Yeah, you can donate. You can. And if you're local, come shop at our thrift store. Uh, got mm -hmm. a lot of great bargains wow. there. Um, and uh, they that does help to fund us. Uh, and yeah, if you're you know, if you're at the, the if best. you're at the store, if you're buying pet food, buy some for us. We can always use it. Cleaning supplies, office supplies, all that stuff. So uh, I just help had us the greatest idea. And, 
It's the best thrift store, y'all. It's the best thrift store. (laughs) Here's the greatest idea. Okay, so we've already kind of discussed this. We're going to discuss it more and get everything into, um, you know, the logistics all worked out. But we are discussing doing a Queen Kitty calendar with La Plata County Humane Society. So we're discussing doing that. What I was just thinking is like, why don't we just the whole shebang? You know how, have you guys seen those TikTok videos where, the the uh, a bunch of white women go into like TJ Maxx <laughs> and like blind blindly choose like pants and whatever like their friends help yeah. them choose it but it's like a blind choice. We should do that and pick twelve outfits each for ourselves from the Humane Society thrift store and do the photo shoot in some of those outfits i mean we don't have to be in all of the photos but like maybe get in some photos with the cats put our cans in there yeah yeah we should do we should do that do something like that yeah yeah that would be really cool okay um so it's just an idea i wanted to put out on the table um thank you for coming on the show today before we leave um we have to do a would you rather so everybody wake up in the comments if you're here still holler um, but for for our guests, okay. So um, let's see. Would you rather? Where was the one I was looking for? I had one, and it, and it's not the one I was looking. Okay. Would you rather be the best at something that no one takes seriously or be well above average, but not anywhere near the best at something well-respected. Me? Yeah. Would uh, you rather, the question we're all going to answer. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather, Can, re- repeat would the question. You, would you rather be the best at something that no one takes seriously or be well above average, but nowhere near the best at something that is well respected. I'll take the first one. Okay, I'll take the first one. Just be really good at something silly. Yeah, I I feel that a lot about my job. I feel, I, I, I feel, feel like, like you a, have a, lot a well of, respected job. I don't think it's that well respected. I mean, you don't think so? You don't think? No, I don't. I, I, I mean, I respect you. I, I mean, respect people... you. I think I, my people here in Eagle Valley are very respected by our community too. Yeah, I guess so. It's better than it used to be. We, I, I've been in it for a long time, and and it used to be, uh, I wouldn't even eat. Like I wouldn't even go out to eat in Durango because people would be like, "Oh, that's that jerk that runs the shelter." and and it, it was rough. To me. Yeah, exactly. Or, <laughs> yeah, uh, he charged me a hundred dollars to get my dog out or something. But uh, yeah, I would go with that first one. I, I'd rather be like the best at something completely obscure that no one respected. I think being the best is important. <laughs> is there something that you would want to be the best at? Fly fishing. Fly fishing. I feel like you could get a lot of respect, though, um, being the best at being a fly fisher. You yeah. could. Yeah, um, you could. So something silly. Hmm. I think that's I relative. But I feel like I knew you were going to say that, too, though, because I was thinking, is there a would you rather 
that I could include fishing into. Would you rather do this or go fishing? Your answer will probably always be go fishing. <laughs> yeah. Most, most, unless it's watched by Steelers play. I mean, that's, that's Ooh, the there you go. I do. I, would you I, rather I would, watch a football game or go uh, fishing? There's your would you rather right there. I sadly have turned down to go. Fi- I've turned down fishing many times to watch my beloved Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I have. Okay. okay well, last, there you last, go. last week, last Sunday, as a matter of fact. And thankfully, awesome. at least that day they won. Yeah. So you didn't have to be disappointed. Yeah. yeah, make it worth it. I think I would be really good at um because I feel like um I feel like I don't need to be good in a career or something like that to be well respected. I think that I earn respect from people who uh know me and uh and know who I am, you know, just based on who I am as a person. So I think I would do something silly as well. I would really like to be very good at like stuff that requires um, more balance than I feel like I have or more flexibility than I feel like I have. So like, I would, I would love to be like really good at like slack lining or something (laughs) (laughs) or like, or like, or like, like extreme yoga. Like I, like I, like I could, I could flex some shit. I, ju- I just thought of somebody who is the best at something totally ridiculous that very many people don't respect. Car- Carrot Top. Yeah, yeah. Think about Carrot Top. He's a prop comic. Even the other comics can't don't respect him at all. Other no, but he's the best. He is the best. He's, and he seems well, to be pretty, Gallagher pretty was comfortable the best. with it. He was, but in rest in peace Gallagher but Carrot Top he looks so ridiculous now too he's like oh, this he bodybuilder type yeah he's done too and much he wears eyeliner too much blow yeah yeah what about you MJ what would you what what is the silly thing that you would do the silly thing that I would like to be the best at yeah I don't know what about I want to be like, I know the best like, at like roller skate dancing, you know? So again, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, I, I mean, I think like, I would like to be the best at rhythmic dancing. You know? <laughs> one time, one last story before we go one time I told, I think I might've told this story on the podcast before, but I I've told you about the time that I met the, um, the vapor guy, right. The vape guy. The, so I I think yeah. we still follow each other on TikTok. Every once in a while, he'll pop up and say hello. Um, but one day I was sitting in um, in a Discord full of like moms and stuff. And then little by little, they started dwindling down after this kid came in the room. And he's a young, young guy. He's a kid for sure. And um, he so it's me and these other two moms. Right. And then so. This, this kid goes, do you want to see something really cool? And I was like, I always want to see something really cool. Like, I'm never going to turn down that, that if you say that to me, I'm going to be like, yes. And so um, I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm never going to turn that down. And so he like backed up in there. He was like in a garage. He backed up in the room, right? He has a little like Brad vaporizer thing, the ones that, you know, the little Brad boxes. And he, um, 
and he takes this big puff off of it and then he blows out some smoke and some of them are rings and then he starts like just pushing them forward with his hand. And I was like, that's, I was encouraging, you know, I was like, that's amazing. And he was like, yeah, you know, I won second place in a competition. And I was like, hold <laughs> the phone. They have competitions for this. And he was like, yeah, I got a picture with the first place winner. I could show you. And I was like, I mean, who is this guy? I don't know who this guy is. I mean, you could just be taking a picture with some random ass dude. I don't know who this guy. Like I was like. So, Can I get I some like, pictures of him doing his thing? Yeah. It made me oh. think that maybe I should have more um, like Gen Z type or Generation Z people on to have conversations about things that happen now in in like for younger people that younger people are into or whatever, um, just because I have questions. And I was like, where do we do competitions for this? And he was like, there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole convention. And I was like, what? He was, he was like, yeah, vape, vape convention. Why am I surprised by this? There's a whole convention for like, there's many conventions for cannabis. We just came from one, which we will talk to you guys about. I promise we'll fill you in on all the details. Um, but, uh, oh, <laughs> I was so close to Method Man and Red Man. Oh my God. Anyways, so <laughs> not close enough to get a picture uh, with us together, but close like them on stage. Anyways, um, but, but yeah, I think it would be interesting for me, a Gen X to have these conversations with like the differences between things like whoever would have thought that he had a tattoo on his arm for his vape team. He tattooed it right on his arm. Really? He what? did. That's crazy. That's dedication. I don't know what that is. I guess. I, I guess. But I was so intrigued because it's like, what do you mean a vape convention? <laughs> yeah. What do Who you knew? mean there's like a whole like com trick competition? But of course there is. You see these people blowing out four rings at the same time and all that stuff. It's weird. But hey, to each their own. I'm not going to complain about it. It's entertainment. That's right. Yeah. I've seen some pretty interesting, like really, actually really freaking cool shit and then i've seen some really absolutely like hype themselves up and you're like no this guy that was that that was that, that was definitely that i was like oh well that's <laughs> that's cool okay. i'm like looking around to see what the mom's reactions are going to be and they're not they're not participating in this at all they're, they're not, not they're like uh, they're like oh, well we gotta go feed the kids dinner i was like don't leave me here <laughs> But I think it would be interesting, like that was interesting to me. And that's something that was not of our generation. Like we didn't even, what are you talking about? We were still smoking camels and Marlboros. You know what I'm saying? Like we, were, we weren't vaping. Um, no. And um, I mean, Stealing sometimes. Stealing camels from the old man. <laughs> some of our, some of our friends could do smoke tricks with those, but like, with the, yeah, with the literally cigarette. there was no competition for it. I'm going to tell you that right now. No. What, those... It was just like a cool <laughs> party trick um so yeah well you guys this has been so much fun thank you for joining us we will definitely invite you back um um if you ever want to do like quick uh updates on things or if you're doing fundraisers and stuff and you want to send us the flyers for that we would love uh to um support that and advertise for that um and thank you for my two uh sweet baby angels thank you for that thank um, you 
we have a we have an interesting um, history and friendship, and I absolutely adore you. I I totally do have mad respect for you because um, I've seen you in action. I've seen you deny some shit and <laughs> um, and work your magic too. As and you you've also as you should. And I've also seen you've also helped me through a, a few crises crises of my own and. Um, I, I can, I can probably never repay you, um, for that, but I will continue to adopt and donate when I can. And we would love to, um, let people know when you guys got fundraisers going on, um, we'll put it on our pages and stuff. So thank you. um, Much love to you. We have a guest coming on Wednesday. We didn't do any advertising. This show is brought to you, of course, by Queen Kitty Seltzer. <laughs> Pop this kitty, put it in your mouth. Uh, this show is brought to you by CQLLC, also uh, a uh, consulting and education company. We are licensed to do responsible vendor training in the state of Colorado, so give us a call. Um, 970-426-5985 is our phone number. Um, and on Wednesday, MJ... Take it away. Who are we having on Wednesday? Uh, we have Dallas. Our I don't know if I'm going to uh, say it correctly, but I'm just doing it phonetically. Arcand, Arcand, um, and he is a Native American uh, educator. He uh, does uh, professional dance and uh, the uh, Native hoop uh, dancing. And so I don't. I, I I asked him. I said if you would like to uh, showcase what you do. We would love it, um, but if we're just going to talk about it, we'll send them, you know, people to his his sites and whatnot. Yeah, for um, sure. And uh, but he's going. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna talk about the importance of uh, American uh, Native American um, education and understanding, and why things like calling them the first immigrants is unacceptable. Uh, yeah, because we were the first immigrants. People look like us, me, white people, <laughs> white white as snow people someone said that uh, in a comment the other day uh, in one of our groups and i was well, i was like are you kidding me that there are people out here trying to make this a a thing mm-hmm. and no. someone has not just straight slapped them across their face they should they, they you know should y'all be. are lucky you are separated by technology and a keyboard is all i'm gonna say about it uh, and so we're, we're uh, yeah. So I've been following him, and uh, and he is going to uh, join us Wednesday the twenty third. Uh, Perfect. Yes. Oh, it's today the twenty. Tune in. What is today? The tw- today is oh, the twenty first. Twenty first. Okay. Yeah. Oh gosh, I was making sure. Maybe. You guys, yeah. as always, be nice to yourself. Put your mask on before assisting others. It's important. Love yourself the most. I'm telling you, this coming straight from the middle of my heart. No matter how much you love other people, you got to love yourself first and you got to love yourself more so that you don't fucking get fucked over. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, love yourself. (laughs) Cultivate the love you want. Don't accept bullshit. Don't accept. (laughs) Don't accept fake love. Um, Bring uh, bring love to you. If you feel like you don't have love, reach out. We'll spread some love to you. you. Adopt, don't shop. And stay lifted, everybody. We'll see you on Wednesday at 420 Mountain Standard Time. Set your alarm, set your alerts, like, follow, and share. We love y'all. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Woo!